Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. And welcome back to another wonderful, fantastical episode of the Amateur Hour podcast. Thank you guys for viewing. As always, it's been a pleasure to, for you guys to uh, be listening, and especially since you all are jo- enjoying our multiple platforms that you guys are able to listen to. I thank you guys so much for uh, accepting that and being willing to uh, choose the platform of your choice. I mean, I say accepting, but I know you guys love it anyway. You're able to choose a bunch of different things. Again, we're on five different platforms, so whatever platform you're listening on, if that's not the one you prefer, just click that link, and we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and select get all notifications so that way you guys are getting uh, notified on our latest episode because we're only recording three times a week. So I really hope you guys uh, were to, uh, you know, just... uh, Pay attention, give it a listen, right? And if you're over on uh, Spotify and the other platforms, just hit that follow button. Again, we always want to hear from you guys back, so please uh, leave a comment uh, and we can sort of discuss things of the topics that we're talking about and other people can talk about what you're talking about. Uh, We want to hear these discussions down below. Uh, again, because we just love building a community. And again, just a quick shout out before sponsor ads and stuff uh, to our sponsors, The Grim Reaper over on Twitch.tv. So far, you guys, please check him out. He streams about, I believe, three times a week. Um, and in terms of tasty treats, go over to Kelly's Kernels and uh, check them out as well. We're going to have some special episode uh eventually either later this year or beginning of the next new year uh for you guys so that is on its way so you know just uh stay tuned for some fun things um with that said we should get into topics so here's some interesting things first off we had we had a lot of news a lot of news happen uh in the tech world and for starters I want to talk about, you know, just Facebook. They've been under hot water, right? Facebook's just been getting hit with a lot of bad things heading towards their way of a lot of showcase. Of, yeah, they, <laughs> so to specify for you, Tyler, they've had a lot of uh, things come out in terms of the studies that Facebook has done uh, for people and people are realizing, or for their company, and people are realizing that in their company, they like Facebook is purposefully pushing a lot of things to get you addicted to their platform, right? Like, and there's a lot of studies that shows, like for example, one of the studies that Facebook did that ended up coming out, um, not by their their willfulness too. Like they didn't willfully say like, hey, you can. Here's the study on how Facebook damages the mind of a of a 16 year old girl in terms of the perception of her body they're just like oh uh this leaked out and we have no way to (laughs) to hide it (laughs) um some lady was a whistleblower um for 
the Facebook and she was, she like copied a ton of studies and stuff like that and just brought it to the public. Another one of the things that Facebook was doing was they were purposefully allowing uh, certain like propaganda, propaganda sorts of, uh, how would you say, uh, groups like kind of extremist groups, kind of like QAnon and Proud Boys and stuff like that, to uh, be on their platform, and they recommend it to other people on the platform um, when, you know, at a certain level of, like, propaganda sort of stuff, they just need to chill. And they were just adding fuel to the fire purposely uh, for a lot of, like, the crazy presidential debates and other things that they were just purposely floating around to uh, start up political, essentially, warfare between people on social media. If it's anything to do with some type of drama, they're going to promote it because all they need is numbers to sell more information. That's Facebook's number one goal. How many people can I get on my platform at any given time, and how much of that information can I collect and sell? Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like social media one on one, right? Like you just I mean, they want really people. It is. It's just. Yeah. They don't. They don't take any of it in consideration. It's just how fast can I do this? How much am I going to make? How many people committed suicide? Oh, we don't care. Exactly. And for <laughs> me personally, right? Like I kind of knew this stuff, right? Like you could assume this stuff. You can understand this stuff. I mean, they have access to your front-facing camera and your your speakers as well when you're downloading the messenger app like that's one of the things that they even they themselves utilize especially even think of like a, a, an alexa for example you're able to use this alexa and the alexa's always sort of listening and they're sending keywords to like this crazy database so anyway i don't want to drown on about that stuff but i the point is is that they're under hot water facebook is as a large company so what they do as a nice little pr stunt is they change instead of everything like for example oculus and instagram being it says by facebook now they change their company name and their company name now goes by meta so I don't know how that makes you guys feel uh, in yeah, terms I'm, of their I'm name sorry, change. For any anyone that has a basic understanding of Facebook and what they do, and now all of a sudden their new thing is, well, we want to be the the metaverse or or whatever crap, whatever phrase they tried to use. You know, this meta thing, this big platform that everyone goes to for everything. I am avoiding it at all cost because now you've just flat out told us okay fine you don't have to go to this app and this app and this app for us to steal your information we'll make it easy come to one app and we'll just take all of your information from one app so they're just making it easier for themselves and for the crowd of people you know those 14 through 16 year olds in high school that don't pay attention to anything but what their friends are gossiping about facebook all they do, they, they don't know the change or why. They're just going to go on this new app that they, they can see all the gossip, and then there it is. You're in the same, what, we'll call it a black hole effect. <laughs> yeah. You're just drawn into that. I, I think just because they did a name change doesn't necessarily still negate the fact that Facebook is, like, for... I mean, but 
they're all kind of slimy, right? But at the same time, I guess it offers kind of a bit of a rock and a hard place because to be honest, like, right, you have Amazon, another company that we absolutely love, but has labor issues, right? Like they're, I mean, their workers, obviously we all know the stories in terms of like they're peeing like and pooping in cans because they're nonstop forced to work. I mean, Tyler, you yourself have kind of worked in a, in, in in sort of a, a similar sort of warehouse, but um, not to yeah. shit on anyone working in Illinois. Um, but Illinois' labor laws and pay laws are more strict um, because you're not allowed to work so long without a break. There has to be water stations. When I worked at Amazon, it was a numbers game. You had to have a certain performance level. But you couldn't complain about the pay, you couldn't complain about the working conditions, and you couldn't complain about how long you're working because it was all controlled by the state rather than Amazon. Now, I can't say the same for other countries, but the one I worked at, it Amazon is going to go by the labor laws in that area because that's what you legally have to do. So if the area you live in has shitty labor laws don't work for amazon and that pretty much goes for any company and, and another thing that is a very unfortunate with amazon right it's like they don't they don't allow union union unionization holy <laughs> they don't allow unit unionization i don't know why i can't say that this morning but uh yeah so that's another important thing right like because uh in terms of unions that this has always been a thing right like unions always had to fight for the rights since the the beginning of time i mean you learn well, a lot especially out in chicago right like i've learned a lot you, about the you gotta think about it as if you're in amazon's shoes amazon works a certain way because it's maximize it, it maximizes their productivity it maximizes how many products they can move through a warehouse in other words, how much activity is on the website. If you introduce a union, the union's going to say, well, our workers only want to work this long. They only want to work these certain shifts. They only want to do these certain things, and they don't like how you handle this. Well, that's the most efficient thing for Amazon. So Amazon isn't going to make themselves less efficient to benefit you. Yeah. So that's why they don't do unions. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a rock and a hard place when you think about it because you're like, okay, well, most companies are kind of shady and the things that you do, and me learning a lot of business itself, like you really start to look and understand how unethical business people really are, right? Like in, in the steps that they take in, in terms of like just taking advantage of their workers and just looking to maximize productivity and, you know, maximize you know just money and wealth right like because that's the overall goal for somebody that is an entrepreneur and you just unfortunately as many ethics classes i take you learn that business itself is just pretty unethical with a lot of the things that end up happening with these larger companies um, not to say that it's right to continue these uh, unethical you know sort of situations but that it happens uh, a lot. Well, uh, and that's another successful. problem in the business world too, is no matter where you work, 
you take an ethics class for that business. I took it at Amazon. I took it at the place I currently work, and I've taken it at the, you know, I, I even had to take an ethics class when I worked at Casey's. Yeah. So everyone has their own thing. But the problem is the ethics is surrounded around the building. They don't necessarily care about the customer. Legally, they have to protect the customer's information. So part of your ethics program for every company is don't let your information leak. And honestly, part of that don't let the information leak is more so for the company not to lose business. Because if that info leaks and another competitor gets a hold of it, they can offer all of those customers the same benefits or whatever they're paying for for less money and then take over. So you really can't even say so much as the ethics program is protecting a customer as it's protecting their own database. Yeah. Never do you hear anywhere in the ethics program for that company, do they say, oh, this is for the customer to benefit. This is for the employee to benefit. No, it's all 100% for the company to benefit. Yeah, that's very true. You know, so it's it's an unfortunate part when you when you think about it. So, and and another thing is like, okay, now that this sort of stuff is, people are aware of it, right? Does this necessarily now hurt Facebook in terms of like, are people going to stop using it? No, I, I generally don't think people are going to stop because why? Well, I myself, I, I'm not an avid Facebook user, but I'm on the platform because I am on Instagram. Well. You where know, do you go when you want to find out the latest news? Yeah. When, when one of your buddies says something, where's the first place you check? Where Where do you go when you're trying to find out about a new business or a new restaurant? You see if they got a Facebook page. So yeah. that's not going to change. And now let's put it in perspective what we said earlier. We got all the 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds, all the, all the ones that just don't know better about the platform. They're not going to stop using it because that's what they do every 15 minutes because their brain says i need to check facebook again facebook has yeah. pretty much burnt that into so many minds and it's that's probably why, like really one of the things thing that's not change well i think <laughs> one of the things that people need to police themselves with um essentially is like okay don't post it if you're gonna be ashamed of it right like <laughs> only post things that you're you know you you yourself aren't gonna not necessarily be ashamed of i'm mean, like i'm sure there's cringy things you're gonna post but like make sure that the information you're putting out there is information you don't mind the public having because the public is going to have said information why well because facebook is first off a public thing no matter if you make your profile private there are people on those servers uh essentially that are looking at it from the facebook company itself and are selling that data <laughs> the only privacy you get is your friends list yeah okay if i'm joe Smo and i want to go look at this person's page they can either say publicly show it or only from my friends list but that's just for public use if you put me in someone's shoes where I'm working for this company and I'm trying to get analytics, what you look at, advertising cues, Facebook makes money off of that. There's no possible way that you can't participate. It's in the it's in the I agree to terms when you make your account. 
there's no way around it. So if you don't agree yeah. to terms, you can't use Facebook. It's just it. It's just wild. Mm. So is Facebook changing its name, its company, officially company name to Meta help? Whether, whether I want to believe that or not, I do believe in actuality that it did help. Unfortunately, it's it's because they're a company um, and they make other products as opposed to social media, such as, uh, you know, uh, the Oculus and probably I believe they're in some other tech as well and other like gaming studios as well. They're just that's what Facebook is. They're constantly going to be moving. They're constantly going to be doing different things. It allows things. them to separate their brand you know, like, like making a new branch per se. So now meta is going to handle, you know, more of the Facebook that we know where we go on, we look at other people's profiles, blah, blah, blah. And then it, so it's, it's basically going to isolate it from the business end. So all the background selling information, all that kind of crap, it's done under something else now. Whereas, you know, it's 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 pretty much dividing the company, but it's still one big huge company. So now you don't get all the negative as a whole. Only this part gets the negative, and this part gets the positive. So that's going to make it easier for them to deal with as a company, and just for the people that don't know better, that just oh, I love Facebook. I don't I don't know that they do anything bad. They're the, they're my favorite website. Well, they're just going to say, oh, a name change? Cool. Okay, I'll download the new app. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. And in, in that same vein, right, like I, there's one last thing that will kind of finish off in terms of Facebook itself, um, and that is Facebook was trying to do this thing with Instagram, and they were going to create what is known as Instagram Kids. And... People had already a negative connotation of what this Facebook or Instagram kids was going to be. They're like, you know, this is not cool because this is made for like, you know, eight to like 16 year olds that you're you're sort of trying to get in their own app. And like what keeps them safe from sort of predatory. Here's where I have a problem with that. If you're eight years old. You're too innocent. You don't know how to handle negativity. You haven't really learned how to discipline yourself. You're in a stage where it's like, oh, that looks cool. That was fun. Oh, mom said I can't do that. So it it's not really... I, I don't believe it's a place for an 8-year-old to be is on social media. And now if you tell me the age group is from 8 to 16. Now this 8-year-old does something silly because he's eight. Now you got a bunch of middle schoolers that just want to make fun of him. You know, tear him apart, rip him a new one because let's face it, some of the people in that age group are assholes. That does not sound like a good idea to me at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's absolutely insane and that's what most people agreed with, right? They're like, well, what keeps predators off that website, you know, to say that they're making this account and they're eight years old and what's keeping my child safe from that? There's like, you know, they we all already kind of knew that there was negative effects to social media 
And now what makes it even more shady that they were trying to create this Instagram kids is that Facebook was well aware of the effects that this app could have caused to younger individuals. So it's a good thing that that didn't happen. I'm at least glad that people were willing enough to not support that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess thus sort of concludes like our topic on Facebook. Now we're going to start with another F, <laughs> Fortnite. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Fortnite is, it's a, only one of the biggest battle royale games for about four years now. Um, I will say that I myself, uh, I, I used to hate Fortnite, but now I'm an avid player. I think I've talked about this on the podcast uh, for I'm a while. Sorry. I just love the IP. I love the different things that they do, that they do with their map. Uh, well, okay. So it's some fantastic stuff, but as we know, because China has been in the news in terms of gaming quite a bit, and we've sort of discussed China quite a bit now, um, we even had a whole episode name dedicated to China banning video games, right? A uh, little bit clickbaity, but... <laughs> <clears throat> but we ended up finding out that Fortnite closes its servers in China. Um, and there's a big reasoning behind that. And a lot of it is... Uh, so, Fortnite, Fortnite in China was way different than the Fortnite we personally knew. So, any characters that were depicting skulls uh, in Fortnite were... All the skulls were just taken out. <laughs> it was just like smooth surfaces that were just like... If there was like a skull glider, for example... It would just be now a smooth ball <laughs> like there's no um, so and they weren't allowed to sell any V bucks or anything like that because China does not allow any sort of uh, monetization in terms of uh, in-game currencies and so literally so there's no V bucks or whatever which is the in-game currency for this Fortnite game so literally there's a battle pass that happens every so often every couple of months they have a new season and uh the people in china would actually get that fortnite season for free they didn't have to spend any money uh they just unlocked it through playing the game for so long so that's kind of a cool feature but um now, obviously can't you do that in uh can't you do that over here too? If you play for so long, you eventually earn the in-game currency and you can eventually unlock it without actually purchasing it? No. Uh, perhaps for Halo. Halo has a fantastic uh, battle pass system, at least for the Master Chief collection. Uh, it is where you can do in-game... You could purchase the battle pass they don't even allow you to purchase it with real money and it's just all through uh, the in-game currency and you being able to unlock in-game currency just by playing so that's really cool but not every battle pass does that out here a lot of times you're going to spend ten dollars and with that ten dollars you're normally going to get enough in-game currency though once you finish a battle pass to be able to purchase the next season's battle pass if you so choose so there is that. So you're kind of you, you're in the right ballpark there, Tyler. So uh, face or Fortnite China had that. So that is kind of to to you know uh, Fortnite's detriment, 
where they're technically just not making any money from China in general, right? Like, this is like, it was a big, I guess, kind of financial burden where they were limited in the sort of money that they can make from the game. Another thing that was sort of worth mentioning is that, right, we we know that China had implemented new laws that enables... Um, I believe it was children that were under the age of 18 to only play like three hours in a day for, for I forget how many days. And so that limited Fortnite's playtime. So regardless of the fact, Fortnite having servers in China was just more hassle and more waste of money and resources than, uh, unfortunately, than it should have been. And I mean... I personally, obviously, this doesn't affect me too much, so I'm not, like, too sad about it. I mean, I'm sad that people in China don't get to sort of experience video games like we ha- like we can, um, but I will say that, I don't know, at least I, some sort of positive is that, hey, we, they... they they have a high education system, right? Like, and that's really good and stuff, but I don't know. It's unfortunate that they can't sort of play games like we play games and kind of sit back and relax in that sort of way. I mean, I can understand why they made the changes they did. I feel like it's a little extreme, um, but I can understand why they did it. Um, But as far as the Fortnite thing, I didn't know that you weren't allowed to monetize in China. So I can definitely see that being a huge issue because if you're running a server 24-7 to accommodate all the players at all times, but the players, other than purchasing the game, which is Fortnite free or do you have to purchase it? So it's actually free. So (laughs) that makes it even worse. Yeah. if you download the game and now you're playing it, you know, you're running the servers 24-7, Fortnite has to take revenue from somewhere else to be able to pay for your area. I mean, that's nothing but a loss. There's nothing profitable in that. So I can understand why they would shut down. I mean, that doesn't... That's that's like you take a good business model and you flip it upside down and then you you just run it in the ground and stomp on it. That's basically what that sounds like. Exactly. So, I I am happy that they, you know, that they sort of canceled. Uh, so hey, maybe the expenses for running that will be translated to us, and we'll get a better game. Maybe, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I personally believe like Fortnite is they're kind of heading in a good direction in terms of battle royale. So I'm really happy with that. Uh, and I that sort of concludes our news for Fortnite. But before we sort of head to break, we do have time at least for one more subject. Um, and I will love to discuss this uh, just very quickly. Uh, everyone was excited just because we've discussed it last season and it's very prominent in mine and Austin's life. Warzone. <laughs> Call of Duty mm-hmm. Warzone. We were very excited for a new map that was promised to drop with the new game. But unfortunately, um, the map has been delayed until December 9th. Now, with that said, uh, it's going to be very, very 
to to people's surprise and uh, happiness is that for or Warzone will be receiving and uh, let's get a drum roll please no I'm just kidding um, so Warzone will be receiving uh, a ranked mode uh, is one of the things that has been leaked is going to be one of the uh, new things that are is going to be coming to the game as well as more destructible uh, sort of environments probably because of the new uh, van call of duty vanguard game which does have mm -hmm. its destructible environments as well so those are very small things but definitely big yeah. things to look forward that's to that's actually a big thing for me to, or an environment that you can more interact with yeah. um one of my favorite games that involves similar stuff like that is uh, Just Cause 3. Yes. If you remember, you can actually like blow up the bridges and stuff, and you can stop traffic. And there's actually a mission where you blow the bridge so their military can't get across it. I mean, that's just... That's another level of interaction. I don't know what, the, what this one's going to entail, but I mean, I'm assuming, okay, can I drive a truck through a barrier instead of getting stopped like a like you hit something like unbelievable force <laughs> or can you blow up a wall and then get inside the building or whatever like you would be in real life you know where you set a charge on the wall and you blow a hole in it yeah. so i can see a lot of cool stuff like that definitely happening i definitely when, think when it, give you it, that it, level of interaction it's just it's way more immersive to me i definitely think in terms of the destructible environments for call of duty it probably is going to be like said um walls and uh doors as well that will probably be very destructible because in and the only reason i speculate that is because the new map is supposed to take place in like the pacific and um it's supposed to have uh like this very kind of world war ii-esque sort of feeling to it and so from the visuals that you see, there's a lot of like wood huts and like wood buildings. So I'm assuming those are going to be like, you can't really hide in those. We're just going to tear through it with, you know, a machine gun or something like that. Or, so, or when you get enough oh. kills and you get like an airstrike or something and then I'm hiding under this little tiny scaffold. Oh, I'm good. It didn't get me. Like, no, that stuff needs to fall apart when an airstrike hits it. <laughs> um, If it's anything like Vanguard... The destructibility, there's a decent amount of it, but not a lot. So I wouldn't get too crazy hyped on it. Because like in uh, Vanguard right now, you can do a lot with the walls, but it's like you can't just like... It's not like Rainbow, Rainbow Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. uh, It's not quite like that game. Like the amount of things you can destroy, there's not as to that level i think um it's and it's definitely not like battlefield level destruction there's a decent amount of it but like you're not going to be able to level a building or anything like that um bridges probably not going to be able to destroy them it would probably just only be um breaking windows and uh like certain walls it wouldn't be all walls um so which, I mean, I kind of like that better because if you were able to destroy whole buildings, oh my gosh, the amount of <laughs> what that would happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah. I would spend more time nuking the bottom of the building to see it collapse rather than killing all the players. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm terrible at shooting games, so if I can make this fucking building collapse on top of you, that's how I'm killing you. Yeah, that's more. <laughs> that's definitely Battlefield speed, Tyler. We definitely probably got to play Battlefield sometime, then, Tyler. You'd absolutely love that. But yeah, no, in, in, in terms. Let's go. In terms of Warzone, I I definitely that's why I was probably speculating Austin and and uh and that it was just probably gonna be like certain walls and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of the buildings seem wooded, so it seems like they want you to be able to shoot through certain walls and stuff uh, in that environment. So that's what kind of yeah. does make me seem excited. Is like I mean I don't want to be honest in, at least in a Call of Duty setting for a building no. to be dropping on my you, head neither, but to be able to, to like shoot it, through something that, that's wood. You have sense. to think of it as in like a hardware state too. You know, if, if you're destroying a whole building, that's a bunch of physics and a bunch of code and everything that has to happen in a game. You're you guys are playing an FPS. You can't add too much physics; it'll slow the game down. It's too yeah. much for computers to handle. So what would make sense is if you're in a wooden hut and someone, you know, shoots down through the roof or shoots through the wall, that would make sense. If someone kicks in a door, that would make sense. Uh, maybe there's certain parts of the map where you can blow through a cinder block wall, you know, where mm -hmm. you go to a certain part of the building and here's this part where you can get through the wall. Or scaffolding if you can destroy scaffolding and make scaffolding fall those are all small details that don't take a whole lot to make happen but it gives you a sense of realism in the game now if you've ever heard of a game called medieval engineers there's structural integrity to everything you build you can literally make the entire structure fall apart but when that happens you go from about 90 fps to about 45 fps because of all the realism around you that's happening and you definitely can't take a sacrifice like that playing a, like an FPS game. Nobody's yeah. going to like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I said, that's the one thing I guess I love about Battlefield is that they're able to have those sort of destructible environments without you having to worry about, you know, your frame rate. But with that said, uh, we are at time. So I hope you guys enjoy a word from our sponsors. Stay tuned because we got a lot more uh, in terms of tech news uh, for you guys. Uh, maybe not too much tech news, but we're gonna be we're gonna be viewing some things. So for you guys, uh, stay tuned and enjoy this word from our sponsors. Enjoy high octane gaming with the Grim Reaper live on Twitch. Watch the Reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles such as Call of Duty Warzone, Call of Duty Zombies, Valorant, Minecraft and more. Join him as he competes against high competition in COD Warzone tournaments for large cash prizes. You can catch the Grim Reaper streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 to 11 p.m. CDT. Just search twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper. Link in the bio. Looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn? Then I have the place for you. Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddary flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago style flavor is for you. 
Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed again. I know you've been listening to these sponsors quite a while if you've you've been here. But what can I say? We love them and uh, we love our sponsor ads. Uh, if you guys are any other, if you guys have a, a business of your own and you would like to discuss business as well, uh, feel free to slide in our Instagram or Twitter DMs uh, and we'll discuss things further. Uh, I don't know why, but I felt like plugging that. So I hope you guys uh, were to, you know, take that into consideration, and uh, we'll talk shop. But in uh, in other news, uh, we wanted to discuss some interesting things. Something that me and Tyler kind of both love, and actually everybody's kind of utilizing now, smartwatches. But I'm gonna let Tyler kind of discuss that a little bit more for us here. Well. I guess the most important thing for smartwatches is who actually has the watches, who has the new ones at least. Uh, Apple has their Series 7, which is basically a Series 6 with an improved screen, and I think they improved the battery life and charging as well. Other than that, there's not really any truly notable changes on it. Um... The new Samsung watch. Did did Sam Samsung had a new one or? As far as I'm aware, I think they had no, they still the, have the, the their, model, right. They had the probably the Galaxy, right? Like I think they had a Galaxy watch as well. Um, but the only ones that I really paid attention to were the the Samsung uh, Gear S series, like right, like they had the Gears Three. Yeah. And then their latest recent one, and I haven't heard anything about a Gear S5, but was the Gear S4. Uh, I personally rock a Gear S3. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's a phenomenal watch in terms of utilization. You're going to use it um, in terms of like for time, notifications, maybe for calling. Um, but... I have to add that the Apple Watch's calling system like is so clear quality on their watches. It's it's insane. My gear sounds I would okay. Say Apple's watch is definitely superior, but yeah. the problem is you have to have an Apple suite of devices to make it superior. Like if you have an Android phone, you can technically use an Apple Watch, but you don't get any of the features. Yeah, that is very true. And same thing with Samsung. It's uh, you have to. Apple's never going to do it because Apple is Apple, but Samsung has at least tried to make their devices more compatible with an Apple Watch. Yeah. Or or Android with an Apple. Another watch. thing, you know, worth mentioning, like you just said with the Android thing. So again, I have a Google Pixel Five, and I have a Samsung Gear S three, in the utilization between like the two phones obviously it's going to work a little bit better with a samsung phone but it works almost and just as good on a google uh pixel 
and it's absolutely fantastic because this Google Pixel, you you it literally changes the Android format on your watch, which I thought was something really cool uh, on that Samsung. And apparently, uh, Google is actually there. There's leaks about a watch coming too. I keep um, hearing that, but like so far, like no announcements. So I don't know if that's like you know hearsay or or whatnot. I mean, there's a bunch of articles about it. I have not seen a release date, and the latest news on it is quarter one of 2022. Um. But if a Pixel Watch comes out, I feel like that'll be, I mean, obviously, especially for the Pixel users, but I feel like it's going to be possibly the best Android watch because Android is Google. Pixel is Google. So I feel like that's going to be your best experience for a smartwatch in the Android side of things. Um, And then we have... What was that? What was that cheap one you sent me? It was another like Android based so, watch, but it it was really really basic. Yeah, the real cheap watch was the uh, it was One Plus. It was by the the One the, Plus. One Plus, yes. <clears throat> so that one also, it if you've never had a smartwatch and you want to try one out to see if you like it, to see if it's even a thing for you, then the OnePlus watch might be where you would go. 150 bucks and 160 bucks, sorry. But it's like half the cost of all the other ones. It's a simple design. It's one of the bigger screen ones, but it just lets you dip in without spending a whole bunch of money. And you can, you know, you could get to see am I going to benefit from a smartwatch? Am I going to use this? Or is this just complete junk to me? Because I, I think a smartwatch is one of those niche products. Like, I don't wear things on my wrist. I don't use a watch. But I've always wanted to try a smartwatch. You know, I might go for a cheaper one to try it out. But if you also use the OnePlus phones, this might be the best watch for you because there's the OnePlus phones are... A pretty popular phone and now they have a watch too so when you when you have the matching handsets that's really the best way to do it i know motorola uh, also offers a cheaper said uh smartwatch as well um mm-hmm. i remember seeing a few people utilizing the motorola smartwatch and it looked pretty cool and it looked like it ran fairly smooth um but when i got my samsung gear s3 i think it ran a lot better than obviously said motorola watches now one thing too that i would say like if you're getting into smart watches and you're trying to decide between apple and um samsung go by uh, the device that you have yeah and and another thing that like is a pro in terms of like the samsung watch that i personally love is that that the watch band itself is interchangeable with normal watch bands so Mm -hmm. You can, like, I remember I went to Walmart and I got uh, a genuine leather, you know, I know it's not the best type of leather, but uh, watch band, and I was able to change it out for my smartwatch, and it looks very nice. So if you wanted some high-end watch band, like a leathery watch band, you can literally go online, buy it, 
because I believe it's a 22, like, oh, I forget. Like, I want to say millimeter, but I don't know if that's the correct measurement for the uh, the watch band. So if I were you guys, I think that was a cool plus. So if as opposed to Apple. If you want to dip into high-end, if you're looking for a high-end band and, you know, just the classy-looking expensive watch, then you might actually want to go to Apple. Because Apple has, they have a partner with a, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Hermes. And Hermes is basically their high-end accessories. So you can get the leather bands. Uh, I believe they have the, I don't know if they did it with this newest one, but I thought they had like the stainless steel, um, like the iPhone Pro models. They had that stainless steel or titanium uh, metal part, so it's more scratch resistant and just higher quality material. Um, but it has all that in a watch. Now, it's another one of those things that you're going to pay for. Like, okay, here's a silver stainless steel Apple Watch. It's $1,359. Like, you're talking about over $1,000 for your watch. And I believe that's the cheapest one. Most expensive, $14.99. So if you're looking for that high end and you already use Apple products, that's probably your best route to go. Um, but let's see. For the Apple Watch, $3.99 will give you the watch. If you just want to get that basic foot in the door. Or if you actually want to go cheaper than that, I like this is one reason I like the Apple one. They give you more options. They got the SE, they got the normal watch, and then they got the high-end watches. Um, Samsung, they do the same thing. There's their premium watch. Um, I bought my girlfriend one of their. It's uh, an Active Two or something like that. It was a little bit cheaper than the premium one, but it was like waterproof and all that good stuff. And then they have just their flat out cheaper one which i can't remember which one that's called but same thing they have like three different tiers um samsung they relied on more of a third party they just made their product compatible with other stuff you could buy from other manufacturers so you could get expensive bands and stuff for them um whereas apple they kind of integrate it in a direct partnership so there's that but I don't know. I feel like I would probably. I'm going to wait for the next watch. Because I want to I want more sensors and stuff on mine. Like they finally did the edge to edge screen that I really like. And they finally gave you more options as far as. I guess pimping your watch out, making it look good. Um, but even just this, just the normal Series 7, I still feel like it comes with pretty good different options and that same thing goes for the samsung it goes it, it comes with some pretty good stock options but as far as a watch like i said i've never really had one um if you know about the series 6 the series 7 is basically a screen update and a little more battery update but that's about the only difference um and then Samsung, I 
guess we'll have to just go to their website because I don't know what the newest one is. Yeah, I haven't. Like I said, I I myself haven't really kept up neither. Um, but I at least I was able to see the Apple Watch like firsthand because my girlfriend currently has, I believe, the six, and to see like okay, what is so fantastic about the phone, and I think as I mentioned before, the call quality is absolutely insane. Uh, as compared to the uh, the Gear S, you know, Gear S3, um, it just sounds so clear. It sounds like you're just listening to the speakerphone on your phone itself. Um, and I think something that uh, I guess some people fail to realize is that the, uh, the screen uh, for the normal Apple Watches, it's fairly okay. I mean, Austin was telling us earlier... Uh, on break that his kind of scratches up uh, fairly easily and the one thing that I kind of wish that Apple would have done is made all of their screens like very tough with the the same glass but I know with the sport um, Apple watch it's a more of a like tough glass I forget what particular glass that it says I think it was like some crystals something it was like really strange but um it's, it's a lot more tough, and I kind of wish that was a utilization that Apple would have done. Now, in, in terms of like what you were saying is a Pixel Watch, am I kind of excited for it? Yeah, just because it's another watch in the in the well, space. Well, it's going to be another watch. Yeah, I mean, but I don't, it, yeah. it's just going to be an Android watch similar to the Samsung. But when Google made the Pixel, and now that they finally have their own chip, and they integrated everything so well with the new pixels. I feel like their watch is going to be a step above the others because even if Samsung watches, they still run on third-party hardware. Samsung doesn't own Android. They don't own the operating system. They don't own the hardware that's inside of the products. Someone else made all that. Whereas the Pixel is going to be another... 100% Google product. So I just feel like it's going to be kind of like the Apple experience where everything's just very well-rounded, well put together because Apple does all of it. So that's the only thing I feel like the Pixel Watch is going to have an edge over the other Android watches is because it's 100% Google all the way through. Now, with that said, in terms of smartwatches... I th think it's, it would be nice to pivot to talking about, I mean, we're talking about some heavy hitters, right? Like in, in the phone space itself, in terms of Samsung, Google, and uh, Apple. But recently, there there's kind of like been a, another development in terms of phones, and that is with the new Sony phone, which uh, seems really cool. And that's another sort of... Uh, topic that I'm kind of I'm gonna let Tyler sort of kind of give us the rundown on this new Sony phone. So the new Sony phone is your same old I mean higher end Android phone. You can get the 12 gig of RAM, 512 gigs of um, storage. You can put the micro SD card in for ex expansion. Uh, what processor? It's got the Snapdragon 
888 processor. So all of that is basically your normal flagship Samsung phone. What San or what uh, Sony does though, Sony is also in production. They do cameras and everything, and that's where this phone is different. The applications that it has for using the cameras, there's special applications where there's more tuning that you can do to what you're filming or taking pictures of. Um, but what really stands out is they have a one-inch sensor on their phone for the camera. And for everyone that, you know, hates everyone for getting rid of the uh, headphone jack, they have one. <laughs> yeah. They still kept it on this phone. But what's what's cool about the Sony phone is if you're shooting video, if you're doing any type of production, it's got amazing cameras on it, um, a lot of different capability, a lot of different apps to change everything what you're doing, you know, like color, aperture, shutter time, you can adjust all of that within these apps. And then on top of that, you can also directly pair one of these phones with a professional-grade camera. And you can use the camera on your phone as a secondary lens. And you can also use your phone as a secondary display for your professional camera that you're using. So it just plugs straight into the phone. And then you get even more capability out of the camera. So... Now, keep in mind, the phone is $1,800. I've never seen a phone so expensive, other than the ridiculous, let's gold plate my iPhone or make these luxury oh, yeah. phones They're just <laughs> in a really expensive case, but then it's just a regular phone inside. Well, this is your flagship phone, and what looks like more of a, you know, robust, you know, more of a durable design case... Um, but it's just having those cameras in it and having the capability to directly like actually be a, an extension of your filming. Or yeah, because I was whatever. saying that, right? Like it records in 4K, 120, uh, 120 hertz, right? Is that what, how the, the correct saying? <laughs> I'm probably saying that incorrectly. But um, yeah, no, like it's recording in 4K. This thing, like you're saying, it pretty much replaces a camera. Like this thing is... Well, looks gorgeous you, i mean you would honestly have to go look at the website to see all the different things that this camera does because we could do an entire episode on just the camera system on this um phone yeah because it, it literally reacts like a it, mini uh, camera right yeah i mean there's not a phone out there that has a one inch sensor not that i know of at least and on top of that, it's a one-inch stabilized sensor. Um, let's see. It has a 16-millimeter camera that's 12-megapixel, a 24-millimeter camera, 12-megapixel, and that has an adjustable aperture, 2.0 to 4.0, um, a 3D time-of-flight sensor, and then a 50-millimeter, 2.4 aperture 12 megapixel camera those are all you know high high spec cameras that are in that thing absolutely and then when you 
put it with Sony's software, I can't tell you a whole lot about, you know, camera software, but between Apple and Sony, they probably make the, you know, your film world. Apple with the mobile and Sony, they do, you know, full-blown production cameras, like movie recording cameras. Yeah, you so, know, I, I just, I, I personally am very excited to see this Sony phone kind of enter the market um, with this more uh, specificity on uh, cameras, right? Like in this camera sort of sense, as like we we're saying, is like it's it's got this ability where kind of like Apple is over here, right? Showcasing their new uh, iPhone 13 they're like oh you know you can get raw files and you know edit this and edit that in terms of like uh, the filming with the their cameras but oh like low-key Sony has been here developing a really pretty high quality phone that has Android one Sony in terms of the has software been filming in raw for yeah a long um, and they've been doing it on their phones for quite a while too this yeah. latest one made a huge improvement on it but it wasn't until the iPhone 13 where you were able to film in RAW. Yeah. Sony's been doing it for a long time. Exactly. And, and they allow what? Like you you can adjust the shutter and the aperture and all this different things. Again, like it's a Canon or like it's a Sony camera itself. Um, and I think that's an absolutely fantastic thing to see uh, in the field of smartphones for somebody who, especially who's more towards the filming and generally wants to utilize their phone, uh, for this filming sort of production to be able to adjust the ISO and other things like that. Like it's a literal camera is one of the coolest features in a smartphone. And I'm happy to see again, Sony enter this market space and literally bring something different that is worth the price. If you ask me, um, because as I'm aware too, it's cheaper than la the last Sony phone that dropped, which was like two thousand four hundred. They pretty much cut that price in half. It's another one of those products where you have to be able to utilize it. I mean, it would be extremely stupid for me to go spend eighteen hundred dollars on a phone because I wouldn't use it. Now, for the people that do, let's say a lot of vlogging, a lot of mobile quick shot kind of film and or or maybe you have your own studio where you do professional pictures or like what your girlfriend does um where she does her own wedding films and all that kind of stuff. A camera like this or a phone like this would be suitable for that person and probably a very useful tool. Um I'm looking at a vlogging setup right now that's on Sony's product page. It's got a, I, I, I'm drawing a blank here, the stick that you mount the phone to and you hold up. Um, but on that, it has a microphone, a professional microphone on top. It has a secondary display that faces the back of the phone that's plugged in with the USB-C. And then on the stick itself, it has a photo button, a movie button, uh, and a couple of other controls to control the camera on the phone so you can actually hold it up um someone looking at the lens could see what's happening on the, on the phone because of the little secondary screen you're gonna get 
really good audio because of the mic that's on it. I mean, it's a full-blown handheld setup, and it's going to be super light because it's a phone. I mean, usually you'd have a handheld setup like this, but you have, like, one of those red cameras on it, and it's just a big kind of bulky thing to hold in your hand. Yeah. This is... It's way, it's a new it's better. a game changer for sure, um, but with that said, we are uh, at time, and I want to thank everybody for listening. As always, it's absolutely fantastic to have you guys, you amateurs out there, uh, listening to us. Um, and with that said, again, please go and check our sponsors out, and anybody else that is affiliated with said podcast is going to be in the link in the description down below in terms of Adam Stone, BMMB. Uh, again, big shout out to our sponsors, Kelly's Kernels, if you're out in the Indiana area, Northwest Indiana area, if are you, go check out Kelly's Kernels. Uh, they have all the most wonderful, delicious treats, especially uh, their popcorns, of course. Um, and again, get some wonderful gaming uh, watch time for you guys. Uh, over at the Grim Reaper, who is always playing uh, the games kind of like we discussed, right? Like uh, Warzone is one of those big games that he plays quite a bit and enters uh, tournaments for. So if you guys, please check him out. Um, and please subscribe, hit that notification bell, and follow us on all platforms. That would be absolutely fantastic. Leave a comment down below. Are you excited for the Sony phone? Would you utilize a phone with all these features? Smartwatches, what is your preference? Um, are you a person that is going to even be interested in smartwatches in general? Uh, do you believe the tech needs to be increased uh, for these smartwatches? And finally, what are your thoughts on uh, Fortnite closing the servers uh, and Facebook changing its name? Leave those comments down below. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, as always, we love you.